0: Hi, everyone. I don't know about you, but I hope that you are fired up. We've got Sydney O'Sullivan today, and she has an amazing Millionaire Academy. So if you want to learn about how to be a millionaire and how to be surrounded by other millionaires, then this is the podcast for you. But do me a favor to sit back for a 20-second commercial, and I'll see you soon. And sometimes you may not like what you're hearing, but I guarantee you, you'll know the information given is truly what you need to do to take your business to the next level. So hang tight because you're about to be fired up with me, Krista Mayshore. Hi, Sydney. Thank you so much for being here. Super excited to have you. Tell me a
1: little bit about yourself. Oh, Krista, I'm so excited to be here. I love meeting, you know, power chicks like you and uh, you know, it's so it's so unusual to meet someone who has done as well in life as you have and and from a school teacher, amazing.
0: Oh, uh, yeah, think
1: I, I think that's why because I was a teacher. <laughs> <laughs> you love to teach and yeah. I'm a little bit the same so I uh, was I started off just growing up growing up in Hong Kong funnily enough I lived overseas my dad got a job over there and I live I went to a private school with a lot of rich kids and but my parents were hard-working middle class you know and my my real dad had actually left when we were young so we had a very we were very poor for a while and my mom kind of carried that poverty mentality through for years and wouldn't give us allowances or anything, you know. So we had to kind of work jobs on the side outside of high school, and um, and my mom was investing in real estate. So I kind of learned investing from her. She she's got the the slow and steady, you know, the kind of the the depression era way. She would buy good little family homes in nice neighborhoods in California, mostly, and uh, she was so sending all her paychecks back to to invest in houses. And then when I was in my 20s, we actually moved back from Hong Kong to the States. And when I was in my 20s, I got the opportunity to travel to Australia on a vacation. And I fell in love with a guy over there. And he was the first one who really believed in me. And so, you know, I had these big dreams that I wanted to start a business and, and get into investing myself. But I didn't have much money or anything. And neither did he. But he said, look, I have a job. Why don't you start a business? I'll back you. As long as you don't bankrupt us, then, you know, I've got your back. So I ended up finding a rundown business that was a restaurant, like a deli, and they were desperate to get out. They were selling it for less than the equipment value. And um, I ended up um, talking to my husband about it. And we Went to a leasing company and we asked them if they would lease all the equipment and give us the cash. And then, you know, like they'd buy the equipment from us and we'd lease it back, which makes it a tax deductible expense, but gave us the money to buy the business. And I like to share that story because I think a lot of people think you have to have a lot of money to get started, right? But you don't. You just have to be re- resourceful, right? Yes. And uh, anyway, we I built that business up. It had been very run down over. Actually, I found out later that five people had actually gone bankrupt in that. Oh, in that my business. gosh. I'm so glad I didn't know because I was young and stupid and, you know, full of hope. And uh, I started listening to the customers and they told me that, if I would bring food to them and this is 30 years ago before Uber eats and everything, you know, that they would like to hire me to do their catering for their parties and weddings and stuff like that. So I started, I added catering, and we built that up and it became very successful. And eventually we got tired of working every weekend and doing all these catering jobs and, uh, and we sold the business. And then, I went and did my marketing degree because I figured out from my first business that marketing is everything. You know, you've got to be able to get the customers there. And uh, once you can get the customers in, then you can sell them, you know, but you, if you haven't got anybody walking in the door and they're not calling you, how are you going to sell anything? Right. Yeah. So I did that. And then I I went and worked in a corporate job while I was getting my degree at night and a restaurant near where I worked went bankrupt and so I took that one over and I reopened it and I built that one up into a catering business even faster and you're learning every time you do one of these things right and meanwhile um, we bought our first house and uh, borrowed like 95 percent and then sold the business and we were able to like renovate the house finish it was actually half renovated when we bought it and then got into flipping houses you know buying houses and and fixing them up and, and having kids and then needing a bigger house and you know moving and and meanwhile, my husband ended up buying into the business he worked for, and we we took all the lessons we'd learned from all these transactions and built that business up and ended up floating it on the stock market and becoming multi-multi-millionaires. For about three months, we were like we were worth like $100 million. And that was- $100 million, wow. And, and that was in like 2000, a month after we did our IPO, the tech crash happened. So oh. our shares got sort of dragged down with all the other tech shares. It was a tech company. And that was the beginning for me of the roller coaster. Up till then, I had been able to just apply, you know, just constant hard work and make anything work. But once you start getting into the big money, as you probably know, it's a whole other learning curve, right? You know, you've got now you've got a whole bunch of money, but no skill of knowing how to manage it or how to protect yeah, it. Yeah, yes. And uh, so anyway, we we then, uh, luckily we had invested as soon as, before we even did the IPO, I started looking for real estate to invest in. And because uh, you want to, uh, you want to upgrade your lifestyle, you know, that's a natural human thing. And uh, and so we started investing in, again, in in rundown houses and fixing them up. And eventually my husband was just working all the time and I wasn't seeing him much. And I had young kids and we we split up and I took my money from the divorce and I started buying uh, my mom's strategy, little family houses in in good neighborhoods. And I built my own wealth back up to about 10 million. And then the 2007, 2008, 2007, 2008 comes along and the whole stock market collapses. But I was at that time, I was actually, I taught myself to trade the stock market. So I kind of, luckily I had sort of seen that coming and I cashed out on my shares, but I didn't realize that the, it was going to affect real estate as much as it did. Of course, yeah. now we understand what happened. Yes. people, including me, were getting. You know, we were getting like what we called low doc loans in Australia. I don't know what you call. You know, where you could basically just say, "I'll pay." I can pay it back, and they would give you a loan. Remember those yeah. days? Yeah, here it's called. It was called stated income. Same
0: thing. Yes, exactly. Yeah,
1: and so we were. We were all. A lot of people were over leveraged. There were an awful lot of people that were buying real estate that shouldn't have been, as we know. And uh, anyway, I I decided to, I went into a panic because I realized I didn't, I'd made a few mistakes, which is part of life and the whole learning curve. And I had loaned some money uh, to some people because I thought I had the, I thought, oh, I'm so successful, you know, as so I was propping up other people's businesses and I was, um, I put money into a 401k, which I shouldn't have because my financial advisor recommended it. So I just didn't have the cash to see me through, which is that's one of those lessons that you learn is you got to put some cash aside in case in case the whole market crashes. Right. Yes, exactly. What, what We've just been through the pandemic. You know, that's just taken so many people by by surprise, including huge companies. Yes. And uh, anyway, so I was having to I decided I better liquidate a lot of my real estate, which I'm so I still regret it because I had some great real estate and I started selling everything and I was really depressed and I started thinking, I want to learn how to make millions again, but I I don't have the energy that I did over the last 20 years of, you know, getting on jackhammers and doing all the renovations and building up businesses. So I'd like to learn how to do it with information the marketing, like, you know, like you do, you know, with the click funnels and everything. And, uh, but I wanted to learn how to do it on, I loved seminars, it was a real seminar junkie. I wanted to be a speaker and, and learn how to get on stages and everything. So I came up with this idea of writing a book and interviewing a whole bunch of, of really successful online millionaires and asked them if I could, asked them how they would make a million dollars if they were doing it over and I ended up getting some really great interviews I, I, I think I asked about 100 people and 30 said yes and uh, I interviewed them and I wrote the book and I had this plan I was going to launch this millionaires academy and then I was going to call my book the fast millionaire formula and it was all going really well and uh, I, my publisher decided they didn't like it. They saw, thought it sounded too get rich quick and they didn't like the whole concept. So they do said I like that. it. I think it sounds great. Well, you know, I realize now that, and you would, I think you would agree with me that we've got to find a, something that we're passionate about, something that really lights our fire. And, uh, and, and then, you know, stay in that lane is about kind of focused marketing. And especially if you're going to do the content marketing and everything, which you and I are both fans of. And, <laughs> Um, And I got pushed out of my lane. I I was really happy with the name Millionaire's Academy. I was happy with the Fast Millionaire Formula. I loved talking to millionaires and interviewing them. And uh, my publisher kind of talked me out of it. And I had some mentors at the time who were like, look, people don't aspire to be millionaires. They just, most people just aspire to making a living. And I now look back and I think maybe that was true for their market, but I want to work with people who want to be millionaires. I think you know we're better off focusing on on finding our dream avatar, the kind of clients we like working with. And then you don't need a lot of those. You just need some really good ones, right? To have lots of success. Yeah. So I, I, I kind of got into, I wrote the book and I called it Social Marketing Superstars. And it was more about social marketing, which wasn't really my passion. And it really wasn't my my, my strength at that time. And people kept coming by. I got out and started speaking about it. And people kept saying, how did you write the book? How did you get the interviews? So I started offering book coaching packages. And for about 10 years, I worked with a lot of speakers, helping them write their books and set up their So market.
0: like real quickly, behind you, you've got
1: um, all these books behind you. Did you write Jack Canfield's book? Do you help him? No, I'm actually working with Jack now. He's mentoring me. And uh-huh. uh, i just finished doing his training on success principles so I can now I'm a trainer so I can now go out and teach Jack's success principles along with all the stuff I've learned oh wonderful it was I, um, I have
0: that book I've read it it's great
1: it's, yeah well it was on my bucket list it was kind of like there was a few people that I really wanted to have an opportunity to be mentored by and Jack was one of them and he's 76 now so I just kind of thought well when COVID hit I was like okay this is my chance to take some time off and because and, I used to have
0: time so you have all these books behind you. Kind of tell me a little bit about them.
1: Uh, so I so I wrote the first one. Actually, the first one I got out was my How to Be Wealthy Now. And that was like just a whole bunch of strategies. And actually, how I wrote that book is a kind of a funny story. I wrote to all my friends and said, if you give me your best money making strategy, I'll send you a copy of the finished book. And I got all these people to send me their ideas, and then I turned it into like 108, you know, fast cash strategies. And I, I wrote that one as an ebook, you know, kind of like I made it into a webinar and stuff. Uh And then I got my social marketing superstars out with the publisher and then decided that I wanted to self-publish. After working with a publisher, I found it all really quite complicated and difficult and just a lot slower than, did you self-publish your books or did you work with a publisher? Yep, I self published. Yeah. yeah,
0: I had a publisher that wanted to publish it. And I was like, you know, I'm just going to do it on my
1: own. <laughs> yeah, you learn actually that you have way more control nowadays. It's oh, so much- yeah.
0: And you don't even need to pay for a publisher like to get it out. It's, you know, when you pay for a publisher, anyways, that's a whole other story. But yeah, I did it on my own. Mm-hmm.
1: So people now, like a lot of them will, I, I like, I worked for the real estate agent. She'd written a book. She didn't know how to get it published. So she just hired me to help her with the whole publishing process, getting it gotcha. formatted. And everything and then we got her in the media and that's really where the power is when you start using your book as a marketing tool right so a lot of them are books i've written and some of them are books that my clients have written and sometimes i do the books where you get a whole bunch of people together and you write a book together you know we call them anthologies Uh So i've done a lot of books hundreds of books after a while, I was like, God, now I'm like this publishing consultant. But what I really love is marketing, and I really love the whole millionaire thing. So when COVID hit and I had to shut down my library, I was doing really well with book retreats. I was running these a couple of times a month. I would run a book retreat and all these authors would come together and we'd work on their marketing. Um, but I couldn't do my, my library retreats, So I took a break and I relaunched Millionaire's Academy and We, um, and it's going really, really well. I launched it as a a podcast. I've been invited to have my interview show on some TV networks, like the Roku type TV networks that people are launching. And, uh, and then just, I don't know, just like, so that's what I'm doing now. I'm teaching people. My project right now is teaching them the millionaire mindset. I kind of worked out if I'm going to help people become a millionaire. So I called my podcast, how to be a millionaire because I did my market research and I found that all together, there's about 100,000 people a month searching on that topic. Oh, really? I, yeah. So, um, and I thought, well, if I'm going to teach people how to be a millionaire, how am I going to get them there? How am I going to get them from where they are to where they want to be? And I kind of broke it down to a 10-step process. And then I've my, written, just written my first book on millionaire mindset, because I think it starts with getting, believing you can do it. Do you? What do you think? Like you you went from school teacher to multimillionaire. What do you think is one of the most important factors that you need if you want to be a millionaire
0: well it's funny you should say that because napoleon hill think and grow rich he inner he there's 16 different traits that wealthy successful type people have and one of them is belief they have belief in themselves and he also discovered that people weren't born with these 16 traits. They can, they can learn, they're learned behaviors. They can be learned. And one of them was belief. And so I I think that's huge. And I'm like you, you know, I teach people the blueprint on how to do business, but if they don't have the mindset right, it it doesn't make a difference what you teach them. So we are so heavy, heavy on mindset. It's just so much of what I teach on a weekly, weekly basis. It never stops getting your mind right, you know?
1: Right. Yeah, because what we are, you know, a lot of people have what we call stinking thinking, which which is that, you know, they've got bad programming from when they were kids, or you couldn't even go multi-generational, you know? So um, you have to kind of un- uncover all your limiting beliefs around money and deal with that, you know, on a constant basis, you're always having to deal with it because always, you, especially that- with, um, uh, you know,
0: especially with COVID, I think people need, even now more than ever, they need help just being reminded to stay positive. You, Energy goes where focus flows. Thoughts become things, become your life. It's like, you've got to really, really be conscious of what you're thinking and saying to yourself. You know, we have over 60 to 70,000 thoughts a day and it's so easy to have them be negative. So we got to really work on
1: having them be positive. (laughs) I agree with you. And I think since COVID, like we have to be really self-driven. We have to get up every day and say, what am I going to do to move myself forward? Whereas before when we could go to work or we could go to seminars or, you know, we could keep ourselves busy, Um, I was in a a mastermind with Jack Canfield the other day and he was saying that, um, you know, somebody came up to him and said, I watched The Secret 60 times and I'm still not a millionaire. And Jack said, stop watching the movie. There's the, you know, the big part of the secret is the the law of attraction. And there's a big word in there, action, right? (laughs) Stop watching, start doing, I know. So anyway, what I did was um, when, when COVID hit, and I I was actually running a live event in Beverly Hills and, they literally shut our event down. It was a year ago, March thirteenth, whatever. And I, we don't like to give dates and these things, but we're doing a lot of podcasts. Okay, so. okay. Anyway, but um, they they literally came in and they said we have to shut the, the whole conference center down. Can we move you to the restaurant and give you all you can eat buffet? So my event turned into a party, you know. And uh, and then we uh, and I I kind of thought, well, I started teaching them what I would do if I was starting over. And then I thought, well, I'll do it. This I'm gonna start walking my talk, and that is. I would mastermind with a bunch of millionaires, find out what they're doing and uh, pull the best of that together like I did 10 years ago. And so uh, I went into lockdown and I started organizing interviews with people I knew and joining masterminds. That I think is the second principle is surround yourself with successful yes. people, right? Mastermind, yes. Part of part of it is having a mastermind. Uh, and because if you start listening to the news and you're, you get caught up in worrying about what am I going to do if my tenants don't pay their rent? And, you know, all that kind of stuff, you can, you can become paralyzed with, with fear. And so I started organizing interviews with all these people. And I was amazed and joining like high end masterminds. I was amazed the guys that had moved their events online really quickly, or the ones that had moved their, their businesses online, they were making more money. Some of them were making like, Double or triple what they were making pre-COVID, and they're saying, "Wow, this is such an opportunity for wealth creation." And uh, and that's kind of what, where I I started like asking them, "What are you doing? What's working for you? Like, what's working for you, Krista, right now? What's what are you finding is really uh, made a difference in your business over the last year or so?" We're doing
0: um, free challenges where we introduce people to our to what we're what we're you know us so they get to know us like us and trust us see that we're the authority and they really develop a relationship with me um we do those once a week and you can go to krista slash client conversion to learn about that and then we do a live virtual event once a month so it's the the, the one week of free challenge that rolls into a 97 dollar uh, um Virtual live event, and from the virtual live event, we just absolutely just over deliver, just give them so much information, so much value, and then we make the introduction to our um, our coaching program on on day two. And so, yeah,
1: it's been- that's exactly what we have been looking at as the ideal model. So that's so cool that you're you're already figured it out. And
0: yeah, it's wonderful.
1: So one of my friends is a uh, he was teaching real estate investing. He had some angle, some kind of software, and. They were in a panic when COVID hit, they were looking at $3 million in event venue costs and stuff that they were going to have to refund. And uh, they, so he moved on to webinars. He moved his, his thing onto a webinar. They have a $500 offer. They're running their webinars on Evergreen. So they run all, all, all the time and people can choose their time. And then it's mm-hmm. about keeping the promotions going. And he found that they made enough money from people buying the $500 program on the webinar that they were completely in the black for all their advertising costs. So they were profitable. And then he set his sales team to work calling everybody who registered, but didn't show up. And they started making enormous amounts of of profit from that and could compensate their sales team very generously. And then they then put them into an intensive, as you were saying, like that, you know, it's. Uh, I think they do it every two weeks, an intensive. And then they have a program in the intensive that's, you know, they get people into a year long, you know, investor training. And that can be anywhere from 25,000 to 100,000. So it's about building that trust, giving massive value, and building the relationship, just like you said. And, yeah. and that's what we're looking at too. Training my old book trainings, you know, that everybody loved how to write write your book and market it into a, a challenge. And then, cause again, that, there's a lot of people wanting to learn how to write books too. Mm-hmm. But what I found frustrating about working with people just on a book was it's only part of the puzzle. You know, I really think they need to learn what you do with that book. And then it's all that, it's all that extra stuff. It's your funnels, your webinars, your intensives, your challenges, right? Summits. Yeah. And so, you know, uh, that, and then how to advertise them, which, we're finding we're getting really excited about YouTube. I saw you have a really popular YouTube channel.
0: Do you, get- you No, know, actually, it's not that popular. I actually just today paid for a, a $5,000 YouTube training course because we're we're really, because we master, we Facebook ad, I'm a Facebook master specialist, right? We've yeah. done really well on Facebook, but we're now, it's like, we need to start focusing on YouTube. Plus, I want to be able to train, train my students too. So I just invested today in a YouTube training course, but so you will be seeing me soon. So let's go! What are you waiting for? Register now! Can't wait to see you there, and let's transform your business.
1: Awesome! Yeah, well, you're doing you're not, you're doing pretty well. Um, you know, you got th- a few thousand subscribers and stuff. So, um, but YouTube is very public; people can see how many people are watching your videos and everything. Yeah, so you have to kind of put a bit of work into it. And the uh, but the Facebook is the one that works the best for us too. We've tried lots of different things, and it just works, doesn't it? You know. Yes. You're
0: yeah, that's what we teach our students. We teach our students how to utilize Facebook and put an ad spin behind it to dominate their local area. And I mean it, you know, there's something to be said. There's a reason why McDonald's advertises during the Super Bowl because they know that having eyes on them and you know the reach and brand awareness is huge, especially for local professionals, local businesses, you know, real estate agents, insurance agents, lenders, um, you know, doctors that like there's not they don't usually know how to market online and there's so much power behind it when you learn how to do it correctly. So so I love what you're doing. So so exactly now. So now you, what exactly are you doing now then? So you have the uh, Millionaire success Academy. Just, what
1: you- just completed a new training on Millionaire Mastermind, which we're about to go live with. We just set up the membership site and uh, I'm just finishing the book. So I'll have that published in a couple of weeks, I guess. And then I'll go, I'll start doing media and stuff around my book and Millionaire Mastermind. So I've got the, I've got a free training that um, is the interviews with millionaires that people can get on Millionaire's Academy. And then I've got the Millionaire's Mastermind, which is our paid program. And that is where people can join and we we take them through the 10-step process over the course of a year to. Ideally, they'll already have a business that this works best if you've already got a business and you just want to put it on steroids because you would probably agree that there's just an awful lot of people out there in business that were doing an okay job with their marketing before COVID, but now they have to be extraordinary. Now they really need to learn how to uh, move away from me to marketing. For instance, you know, there's just so many people out there that are just doing what everybody else is doing. Whereas if you write a book, like to give you an example of my real estate agent, she had, uh, she had introduced Airbnb into her agency. So she was in a small town of Australia uh, and she was, they had a lot of properties that were holiday rentals or, you know, vacation rentals. So she started an Airbnb agency so that she could rent them all year long. And it was doing really well. And a lot of people were asking her about a lot of other agents and stuff. And Airbnb agencies are pretty cool. Have you, have you looked into that at all?
0: Oh yeah. I've, I've, uh, I've, I've stayed at Airbnb before. Yeah.
1: Yeah. But when you run an agency, this is what you do is, I learned this from her and I ended up doing it with my house was you, you set up your, the real estate agent can set up their Airbnb account and then they can list other people's properties on their account. So once the client gives you the agency for their house, they start getting building up reviews and, and, you know, a credit on Airbnb, which makes more people want to book your property, but they can't really leave the agency because it's all in their account. So it's oh, quite it's a long-term income strategy, right? And then the agency takes Usually about twenty to thirty percent of the of the fees, but because they're getting a higher rental with Airbnb than they would with a regular tenant, they don't mind. The client doesn't mind giving the agent, the, you know, the because commission. And um, anyway, she had put about a million over a million dollars into her agency with Airbnb rentals, and so she wrote this book, Million Dollar Host. I have to move my camera so you can see it. And as soon as we got the book out, which only took us a few weeks because we're pretty quick at that she then started sending it to the local media and she got in the local real estate um, newspaper magazine got on tv and uh because that's the power of a book you know you have books right media actually love books and and interviewers love books and it helps when you're speaking to have a book and she's very very good about getting hers out uh takes it with her everywhere takes pictures of herself with her new clients and stuff with her book and uh, anyway she she called me and she was like, it's unbelievable because we're in the local newspaper and we're on TV. Our phones are ringing at the office like crazy with people wanting us to list their properties. Right. And uh, she put about a quarter million in new business in the first month or so in, in the agency. And then People started asking if they could buy her business or if she could come and consult for them and help them with their real estate agencies. So she sold the business and uh, re- pretty much retired from at running an agency and now consults. And she's doing really well on clubhouse. She's really crushing it on clubhouse. Cause there's so many people interested in the topic. Yeah. So that, that's really kind of one of the areas where I see that I can add value is helping people take their information and turn it into a training program and a book. And then, um, you know, work with someone like you who can teach them how to then market it, right? So, yeah. um, which we're doing. I've actually ended up hiring a team who've been really great. They got me into the studio. We recorded my entire training program in a day, which was fantastic because, you know, that's a thing that we we all take too long. We we have this knowledge, but we don't we don't record it, right? Yeah,
0: and editing about, all that's so hard. Yeah,
1: yeah. That's a great thing about doing YouTube and podcasts is that it forces you to show up every week and get some stuff done, right? Yes, exactly. <laughs> um, and uh, anyway, so we filmed the whole training program, and I'm going to put out a new training program each month, and then those will go into autopilot. They'll go into we'll do Facebook ads and YouTube ads and stuff, and we'll just keep marketing them. So really, what I'm working on is moving my whole business online, and then when restrictions open up and everybody's had their vaccinations, and we can go back to life as normal, whoever knows what that's gonna be. And yeah. I'll start running my retreats again and we'll start running our live events. So um, that's that's kind of what we're working on. And and I just love helping people scale up their business. Like for me to have a client that ends up selling her business for millions right before COVID shuts down you know, her state from, from tourism was just fantastic and th- don't you love it when your clients succeed
0: oh yeah big time yeah it's i love it when you're a coach or a teacher you love when you see people succeed it's just like that's the reason why you do it you know you don't do it for the money because it takes a long time to start making money and coaching you know it takes a little bit of time sometimes and backing and but 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 once you start making money but even before that you're seeing all the success it keeps you pushing and going and moving i love it yes
1: are you doing a lot of one-on-one coaching or do you know with- it's all group
0: coaching so, but they go through a whole training portal. And then we've got two days a week where they coach with me, you know, live through in a group setting. And, um, and, and I find group coaching to be wonderful because many times you have questions that you need to ask that you didn't know you have. Right. And number two, you can see other people going through the same things. And then there's tons of masterminding and camaraderie and all that, which, which happens, you know, when you have all these people going towards one common goal and you truly have the support, it just makes such of a, a huge, huge, huge
1: difference. That's what we would do at my retreats, actually. I would I would tell them they were coming to work on their books. But then when they got there, what we would work on is their sales presentation, because if you have a book, you've got to be able to tell people about it, right? So you want to be able to, if you get an opportunity to get on the radio or on TV, how are you going to talk about it? And this is one thing that I find a lot of people need help with. And this is where masterminding is really helpful, especially supportive masterminding is people want to talk about themselves, but when you are when you get an opportunity, which is normal, you know, you, you started off the interview, tell me about yourself. And of course I fell into the trap because we love to talk about ourselves. We <laughs> to tell our story, right? But when you're doing, if you're going to be doing uh, media stuff, you've got to remember to make it relevant to the audience. You've only got a few seconds to grab their attention, right? And it's the same with YouTube and, and podcasts. Uh, I, I, a guy asked me if he could be on my podcast the other day and I went to listen to his. there was no video of him anywhere that I couldn't find any any I couldn't hear him anywhere and so I found his podcast I listened to it and there were so many ads at the beginning that I just gave up you know like you got to think about what what's people's experience I love yours because you start off with a a grab right Right at the beginning of, of your show and and then go into the introduction
0: yeah I I didn't I learned that from somebody else.
1: <laughs> but your problem,
0: everyone else,
1: you understand the power of it, though, right? Look, you gotta and hook them. People, you have the people only their their attention is being pulled in a million directions. And are you finding like I find right now? So many people have moved their stuff online that I could be on a summit or a training every minute of there's like two or three going every day at the moment.
0: Yeah, there's a there's a lot. I think people love it, but I think you know, I think the nice thing is is there we're gonna have an online option, I think, right now, probably for the rest of our lives for every type of live event. And there's you know, there's still gonna be people that like to go in person and want to go in live, but it gives more people the opportunity not to have to go live if they don't want to because they they don't they don't they don't need to leave or they can't maybe afford the travel and all that. So I think it's really a great
1: option. Yeah. Well that's what we found. A lot of us who moved online, we found that now we don't have the problems of getting people to a particular city on a particular day yes,
0: yes. well not only that but when you when you have a, a live event you have to you know guarantee a certain hotel stay and it's usually a hundred plus thousand dollars to do any any live event right it's a lot of money it's very expensive a lot of risk that's involved especially when it's your first time um it can be pretty scary and i don't think i realize just how hard it can be to fill a live event you know I, I've, I've actually never done a live event i've
1: only done virtual well, I actually was very good at filling events. That was that was kind of my super scale was I could get people. To, I, uh, my last big event right before COVID, I had 500 people, which was pretty cool. And yeah. uh, and that was one of my first times of me being on stage for four days. And oh, good I, for you. That's when you start realizing, I know this stuff. I really know it. You know, when you can talk for in front of an audience like that for that many days. four
0: days, yeah. yeah.
1: yeah. And, th- and they would ask me anything. I think they, I only had one question I couldn't answer. and And I said to the audience, Anybody know the answer? And and a, a super techie geek got up and, and uh, I actually my answer was you don't need to know that. What somebody asked me was what's up? I was telling them that they need to think about SEO when they're building their websites, and uh, their web developer needs to know about things like meta tags. And they were like, "Well, what's a meta tag?" I said, "You don't need to know. You just need your web guy to know, right?" Yeah, yeah, that, that's a good answer. Okay, so we
0: so what we're gonna do is she's has uh, she's launching her online uh, her millionaire academy that's coming.
1: My millionaires mastermind. Millionaires and mastermind. We're going to put the link in the show notes because uh, we we're still fixing the funnel. Yes.
0: You know? so, so the link to, the link will be in the show notes to that. And and for those of you that are just listening. You know, one of the things I'll say about Sydney is that she has been smiling the entire time and having that positive energy and that positive attitude is a part of what's helped, helped her be a millionaire multiple times over. It has to do with her attitude and and the fact that she's attracting it. So I wish for those of you that can't see what I can see, I just wanted to commend you on that because it's beautiful. Um, And I just, I really appreciate that. So I always ask everyone, Sydney, on closing, what's the one thing, if there's one thing that you could leave the audience with, what would it be?
1: I think that people need to realize that there are opportunities for wealth creation right now that are unparalleled in our lifetimes. I actually think that um, what we're going through is one of the greatest transferences of wealth that we've ever seen in history. You think about it, like shopping has moved online. Amazon is booming, you know, Facebook is booming. All the online companies are, are you know, doing unprecedented growth right now. And, you know, this is a time we can look around and say, what's an opportunity that, you know, to move a business online, for instance, or there, there are businesses all over the place. And I'd love to ask you, what's real estate like right now, like where you are? It's, is it booming?
0: Oh, it's crazy. Yeah. Crazy, crazy. Yeah. Crazy.
1: yeah. So what, look at the opportunities for, um, for instance, uh, you know, storage units. There's a lot of people moving, you know, so probably this is a great time to be investing in things like, like, you know, storage or. Uh, I don't know, RV parks or what, you know, look oh, yeah. for outside the box opportunities that haven't adapted to technology as well as they could, because that's where people are, are turning into instant millionaires. They're buying businesses under market because the people don't know how to move online and and putting them online. You know, there's people buying some, I think I heard that uh, Ty Lopez is buying up a lot of the big companies that have gone under be, for their brands and he's moving them online. You know, I don't know if that's true, but it's a good story. And yeah, yeah, yeah. uh Uh, So I think that's the opportunity right now is don't put your head in the sand and say, I'm just going to wait for everything to go back to normal because this is the new normal for a while. I think, do you agree? I think that we're going to see the impacts of the pandemic on our economy for, Oh, you know, many years to come.
0: Yeah. And a lot of good impacts too. I think there's like, there's just so much, there's enhanced opportunity right now that people just need to be open, you know, open up their brains, let the universe bring it into them. And, and instead of just, you know, if I have to hear, 2020 was the worst year of my life. Like one more time. I'm like, it wasn't of mine, right? It's like, I don't, it's like everything is what you make. And I know there's some horrible things going wrong in the universe. I get that. But I think so many people are so focused on all the negative things. They don't allow the positive things to come in and just open up your mind to the, to, you know, all of the opportunity that is around you.
1: Yeah, and if they're listening to this or you're watching this, then they're already in the right place because they're looking to be led. They're looking for ideas, right? I mean, that's what you're doing all the time. You're out there, and am I? We're out there saying, "Hey, you know, here's this opportunity. Here's that opportunity. Learn and grow. Learn and grow. Apply. And if you do that, you will be successful. It's a matter of time. It's about finding a great opportunity that that makes you happy and." throw yourself in, get good at it, stick at it until you're great at it and and then just get better and better, right?
0: Yeah, keep, keep enhancing it and keep on uh, refining it to make it better. That's what we're doing. We're, our word for the year is refinement. We're not... We found something that works and we're just continuing to, ref- how do we make the funnel better? How do we make the conversion rates better? How do we make the click-through rate better? How do we, you know, get more conversions at the, you know, how do we, at the event, how do we get people to have more success more quickly? How do we, you know, assist them or how do we make the program better? Everything is about taking what we have that's working and just making it be the best that it can be. And of course you never stop. So it has been so nice
1: having you. That's awesome. In fact, I teach a lot of my I have a little system. I know you want to end up, but I have a little system I teach people. It's called the stars system. And this is a bit of advice for people is you you find some a solution you can provide that your is your strength, you know, something that you play to your strengths. And I, I teach people this because I see a lot of people getting things in the wrong order, and I think you would agree. And you uh, you then you find your target market in your tribe who's gonna who you're gonna surround yourself with. That's the T in stars then you start building your authority which you've been doing you know with your books and your youtube and your podcast and then you start expanding your revenues and reach you know with advertising and promotion and then you go into systems and scaling when you've got something that's working and you are in the scale phase you are actually at the you're you've got something that's really working and now you're refining right so you're you're now applying systems you're improving you're t- testing everything how can we make this better and that is Really good news, because from here you can just keep growing, right?
0: What was the first s? so the first s was
1: what is the solution that oh, plays yeah. to your? so um, so you know that I think this is one of the big things that a lot of people don't get is that fundamentally when we're in business, we're solving a problem. if if you've got if you find a problem that people need solved and you do a great job of it, you will always find customers, right?
0: I always so yeah your t- so I feel like you're, I'm talking because I always say in order for you to be, you need to be a solution, you know, if you're not solving a problem, you can't be a solution. So in order for you to be considered a solution, you have to be solving a problem, right? So what problem can you find that people are having and be that solution?
1: And I love it when we solve the problems of the world when we do these these talks, right? That's the cool thing about masterminding. Yeah, yeah. So. so S is for solution to? The solution that plays to your strengths. T. So what is, and then uh, T is, is who's your target market? Okay. And uh, who's your, uh, and who is your tribe? Who are you going to surround yourself with? Target market,
0: I love that, okay.
1: And A is your authority. That's when you start building your authority. So when you're clear on what problem you solve for who, uh, then, you know, is there a market for it? That's when you're going to do your market research. And before I launched Millionaire's Academy, I went and did all my keyword research and looked on Google Trends. And I could see that there was tens of thousands of people who want to know how to be rich. So I knew there was a market, right? And then- you get clear on their languaging and everything. You do some research. So, so who's your tribe and and who's going to help me make this all happen. Right. And then uh, you, then you start building your authority. The A is authority. But that's when you start, uh, you know, getting clear on your, what I call your million dollar message, which is what are you going to say to all these people that make you, makes you stand out. Yes. And then uh, your R is, is revenues. That's when you start really, you know, getting the money coming in and, your reach. That's when you start doing advertising and promotion. Expand your reach. And then S is systems and scaling.
0: Love it. I love it. I love stars. It's so cool. I, it's, it's awesome. I, lo- I love acronyms. <laughs> okay. Well, so the Millionaire Academy, there'll be a, a link below for you to figure out how to get, um, to get access to that and to go to that. Um, and, uh, you can learn her 10 step process on becoming a millionaire and staying one. And I just appreciate Sydney. You were great. Thank you so much for being on here. I appreciate your time and, and your attitude and your smile. It was really, really, truly a blessing. So go to check out the show notes. You'll be able to learn more about Sydney and thank you so much for being here. Oh, so
1: fun to meet you. You're awesome.
0: Oh, thank you. And everyone listen. It's great to listen and it's great to learn, but if you don't implement, nothing happens. You've got to take action. And thank you so much for having, allowing me to spend a little bit of my day with you. Uh, It means a lot and have a great day. Bye everyone. Hey there. I have a brand new podcast called Fired Up with Krista Mayshore, where I bring my high energy right to your ears. This podcast is available on all your favorite podcast platforms. So do me a favor, go subscribe and leave a review. All this information is free and I cannot teach you everything I know. Thanks so much for watching my video. You can learn more about how to be a successful real estate professional by watching other videos that I have. And be sure to subscribe to my channel. And as always, make it a great home selling and buying day.